Welcome to the Check This Out Podcast, episode 149, with your host, Ronald Dahl and Brian Briggs. In this episode, we talk about our summer adventures in work. Plus, I got a new review game I need some folks to help test out. Yeah, so test it out and give us some feedback. And we do some map fun, a tab resizer, and culture to make us smarter. We did that? did we covered some culture where did we do the culture we're getting highbrow here we did i guess so anyway yeah it's episode 149 people hey brian i got a did you know 149 is actually that was u.s something nicks versus Hedden, 149 u.s code something a supreme court case that addressed whether a tomato is a fruit or a Ooh. vegetable what did they decide? Uh, legally, a tomato it's is a, a vegetable. Legally, biologically, botanically, it's a fruit. But the law said because of the seed drying yeah, but inside. The law says we're going to tax it and treat it like a veggie. So there you go. And now uh, I got mice eating uh, my ding. It's hot. I'll tell you this. It is hot, and I'm growing some tomatoes. I'm growing some other. Stuff. I'm growing go. some other Good. stuff too that we talked about before the show started. <laughs> yeah, it's, we're it's, not it go is there. hot in my in my office. I'll tell you that right now. It is. It is. If you are listening on July 19th, it's National Daiquiri Day. So go on out. Enjoy a daiquiri. It's a lot better on the 8th. Uh, we're actually recording on the 18th, which is National Caviar Day. It's like fish bait. Mm, I'm not a caviar. Brian Carpenter can use it. He was fly fishing. Uh, that's right, everybody. You're listening to episode 149 for June 19th. I'm stalling because we don't have a title. Show titled Summertime Sweat. Summertime, you type it in there. Summertime Sweat. There you go. Check it out, everybody. Welcome to the Check This Out podcast, the EdTech podcast for educators looking to find inspiration, motivation, or just that one thing they can share with others and say, you got to check this out. Welcome to the Check This Out Podcast. And to quote the immortal Lionel, Lionel Richie. Hello. What, what was the name? The Lionel, Lionel Nitchie. Richie. Hello, Hello again. Hello again. Lionette. No, Lionel Richie. Lionel Train. I don't think people who are younger than us understand how big Lionel Richie was. Hello. He was huge. They also don't understand how big Phil Collins was. You, it's crazy. I watched a documentary on Phil Collins. Uh, it was in the fall time. Um, they interviewed NFL football players and they said, like, from hip hop, all the music, every single one, what is the one song that gets you going for every game? <laughs> and it was in the yeah, air tonight. Time. That's fun. Every single one person said that. And it was crazy. Yeah. Phil Collins, for those of you younger than us, folks, you may have like, oh, what was the 80s like? You guys had Michael Jackson and Madonna. You're like, yeah, there was also this kind of balding short drummer from Genesis. They went on his own name, Phil Collins. They're like, who? You're like, yeah, yeah. He was just, he, he was on the radio like for like 10 straight years. It was just song after song, just everywhere. He was an easy lover. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lionel Richie was huge, man. Anyway, so welcome back. Hey, Briggs, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Oh, living the summer dream, baby. I think last time we talked, I was in mid... Uh, you were mid-corporal punishment. I was. I was in summer school with a bunch of summer school students who didn't want to be there. None of us wanted to be there, but we survived. <laughs> we survived. Not all, but but a lot. Most of them did, though. We had, See. as you can imagine, there's drama. Uh-oh. You know. Everything from some little skirmishes to shenanigans. Uh oh. High schoolers in their shenanigans. Oh, young love. You gotta share. What's one what's one of the shenanigans? Uh, yeah, it was the last it was the last it was the last day of school. Yeah, we got a couple kids who were in the middle of the uh baseball field. Not in a dugout, just on like center field wrestling. <laughs> like at ten AM. <laughs> just What? Yeah. Do you know what I mean by wrestling? Is are they uh, of the opposite sex? They were they were friendly. It was friendly wrestling. Friendly wrestling yes, at like ten a.m. on a Friday. Like just, the Greco wrestling, just with minimal just clothes, getting after each other. Like what do you guys do? It's ten. Like the middle. Like that's what dugouts were made for, right? <laughs> yeah, it's out out of the way. Yeah. Good times. 
Like in Fast Times, another 80s reference. <laughs> These young people, they don't understand Fast Times. Anyway, well, that, that that craziness is over. I dabbled in the world of social studies, but I kept telling them, I'm not your, I'm not your teacher this summer school. I am your manager, and I manage them with their seat time to be able to be there. But now I'm back out. I got about a week and a half under my belt of uh, summer. This is back in summer mode, and uh, yeah, ready for the rest of summer. What about you? Uh, I've just been going nonstop this summer. I did the little infograph there, uh, kind of by the numbers. I'm going to go a little bit more detailed for my board. Um, just kind of things we did this summer. Nice. Yeah. Uh, for those of you checking out the show notes, Brian did. We love doing these little, uh, by the numbers and everybody's digging them. They've been doing them forever. The idea about put a couple numbers and things that you've done. And this is your 2022 tech summer, huh? Yeah, this again, this is the infograph. And then the next pages after this, I'm going to go more in detail, like define it, like take one, like the next slide would be classroom audio upgrade, define what we did and how that's going to benefit the students on each and every single one of them. Um, Put 75 inch TVs in for all your K-8 classrooms. Yeah, 210 of them. So we're right. We're right in the process of it. We've got about 160 out right now. Um, now we just have the, some of the smaller schools left. So it's been bonkers. We've, again, we've, we had, uh, four interns, uh, student interns, which have been amazing. Um, again, and it's through the city of West Sacramento and you ha- you can only get into the program if you completed one class in the CTE pathway. Oh, nice. And so, and then the bunch of, uh, businesses, align with that CTE pathway. So ours is the computer science line. Gotcha. So gotcha. Well, good. Looks like you've got, you've been doing a whole bunch things. I don't understand what it means. Hey everybody. He yeah. did 13 sites when upgraded and 10 core switch upgrades. Get that's out. Right. Yeah. And that's, and again, that's why I'm going to go in detail. Cause like, you know, you're, I, I can pretty sure that my board is not going to go. What's a core switch upgrade. Um, you ever thought, do you ever just go back? Like you're trained to teach kindergartners. I know. Now, I like, know. That's your skill set. You're like, oh no, but I'm doing 10 core switch upgrades. Like, hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. And and then uh, one of my engineers, he comes to me and goes, the most we've ever done in a summer is three. And we did three in one week. <laughs> so it's like, it's, it's crazy. It's, there's a lot of that has to be going down on that. Hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, so, cool. hey, bro, fast. You included a couple of gifts. I'm, I'm one is the summer loving mm-hmm. happened. What is the other one with that Chewbacca Sasquatch looking? You don't know who that is. Is that in the summertime when the weather? Mungo Jerry in the summertime. That, the, the the facial hair. Is I know. Very. Oh boy. Uh, Burns of side. What is it called? Not side burns, but it's the whole burn side. It's the whole thing, man. It's like the opposite of a goatee. Oh, it is. It's anti-goatee. It's kind of like it's your your uh, evil. Exactly. Like Whatever I have, that's opposite. It's kind of like there also on the top of my head. I'm doing the. Re- I'm growing the reverse mohawk. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all natural. It's all natural. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know how much I pay. For just, you know how much Maybe. I pay for shaving just oh, up in this area goodness. here. Yeah, but really, seriously, I mean, we've both been kind of busy the first half of the summer. What have you done, like for pleasure? Uh, nothing. There is no pleasure. I put a couple pictures in, but the biggest uh, thing that I'm in the process of is I tell people, and they just don't understand the extent of what my life has been like, which is I'm moving classrooms. And some people are like, oh, yeah, I moved classrooms. Like I was in you know, classroom seven, and I had moved classroom number 12. And you're like, well, my problem is, is I teach a, a video production class in CTE where I have, I have more, more stuff. I, I can't tell you how much stuff that I have. I had a couple friends help been helping me, and one of the guys came over, and after the first hour, he goes, you, you, you got more stuff than most departments. And I'm like, yeah. And after the second hour, he goes, I, th- I think you got more stuff than the entire school. I'm like, I do, yes. I have, because it is cameras, microphones, the amount of cables and and dongles and just we have to do wiring and all this sort of stuff. There's just tons, and it's not just one or two because I got to do it for, you know, 
the, the, you know, there's lots of them for the number of kids that I have and such. The biggest difference, and I got some pictures in here, is been, the main reason I wanted to move is, is that I didn't really have a, like a new studio to be able to do our morning little show and such. And so I've, I advocated that we can turn an old photography classroom that has been, they decided to get rid of, I think I've talked about this on the show, we got decided to get rid of the darkroom, uh, traditional darkroom, because nobody does traditional uh wet photography film. anymore film anymore and so i said hey can i have that room now that we're switching out and can i turn that dark room into a studio and there has been a lot of people and uh everything from facilities to tech services to construction and remodeling and all that sort of stuff have all had to be able to be part of this thing and um it's it's i won't say it's done but they, they've handed me the keys to the room now so that's exciting and you can see the before, and they're different angles, but basically they like they they put doors in, put windows in, uh, carpeted the thing, painted everything, uh, put in uh, all the uh, cabling and electrical in here to be able to do this. And now it's now I got about three weeks to just build this thing. I got to put rig, rigging up for lights and microphones and cameras and all that everything that goes along with it. So it's a lot of fun. I'm excited about it. It is just it it is a lot a lot of time, but it's but um. I can't tell you how excited I am. I was going to mention that, that this is just not changing rooms. Like, you know, I can just bring my books over in a wagon. This takes a lot of time with the wiring and everything. And then talking about the lighting rigs, are you going to do like the, the grid on the ceiling? Yeah, uh, yeah, we put the grid up. We put the grid up yesterday. So, um, yeah, it's been a lot and there's still a way more to do and such. So I'm just wondering if I'm going to be able to get to it within the three weeks. And I've been starting, I started in May. So it's been a, it's been a, a long process, but, um, yeah. So. so is this bottom room, is that going to be like the studio? So that's the studio, yeah. And and then you have that cutout window so you can look. And that's where I will be. Right outside that window there is where I move sort of like my teacher desk sort of thing. And then there's a huge classroom outside. That's where the actual classroom is. And so that way I can be able to see in. It'll be quiet in there. And we can turn on our po podcast recording sign so they can do their stuff in here. I'm also going to do a little audio setup in here, a little podcast studio and all that kind of stuff. So really kind of jazzed about it. Lots to do, and that's kind of that's all that I do now. I got uh, once you get your live show up and running, um, I may reach out to you because the principal at our high school, we have a pretty good setup, and she wants to get it going, mm -hmm. and because it never really took off, okay. and maybe yeah, have we'll you talk. come on? Yeah, now. and I've had I've helped some other folks too, and I'm far from being the expert on this. I mean, I just. I'm learning from so many others, and um, I still feel that I am at the bottom of the barrel in terms of what other schools do and produce, but um, I'm learning along the way. And I also, if anybody is interested, I think I can try to be able to help folks out to try to do it really, really. Like, what if you only want to do a couple of, I have an iPad and a couple microphones, or I, you know, you know, I can do everything from sort of a bottom to, I can't really do it in super high-end studio. That's what I'm working on creating. But I think most people just kind of want to have to do like a basic news thing, and I can help out with that. And I and again, I, not many people can afford like this big studio. Mm -mm. They can do the iPad and stuff like that, which is, you know, that's a great starting point. It is, and we've talked about that in some of the sessions that we're doing. And speaking of that, Brian, it's eight thirty tonight on January eighteenth, and by midnight is I put in some proposals for Fall Q. And oh, it's July nineteenth. What did I say? January. Oh, sorry. I don't want yes. to go back. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. July, and uh, that's one of the sessions that I'm putting in, in terms of how to be able to do anybody from uh, beginning to advanced. If you're interested about be able to tell your school story, um, anything from an iPad to a camera and more, uh, you're interested in doing a, a news uh, a news program for your school, and so I'm going to be putting that uh, that proposal in for Fall Q. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Are you doing any other? Yeah, every, anyone listening, fall Q, it's too late. It's too late. <laughs> if you, it's too late. Yeah. If you're listening to this, you pass the it deadline. Did. Ho but, hope you get uh, selected, folks. Yeah, so. It's yeah. crossing fingers. I'm putting in for you and I. Uh, I'm going to be putting you on on a few, too. So, yeah, congratulations. Okay. We'll do, uh, what, what, what do you think? Should we do our? Don't even tell me. Let me just show up. Great, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just show up and we're going to do this. Okay, Macrame, go. And then I just yell at you in the middle of it. Briggs, sorry. Maybe you should have prepared me more. <laughs> It's That's, fun. If you haven't seen us, everybody, it's quite the show. Yeah. yeah. If you if you like to watch Ryan berate me, <laughs> and then the crowd the distance, and the crowd laughs. So it's good. in the crowd laughs. This is it's very encouraging. It's like from a distance you look at a father yelling at his son. <laughs> 
people are they enjoy it though. Like, oh, the shenanigans. Oh, 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 yeah, As afterwards, I'm crying in the corner. <laughs> oh, you got get stronger. You'll grow from yeah. it. Come on. Gee, my skin is thick like leather. It is. Rolls right off. Anyway, so fall queue. I don't know when they'll announce. They'll probably take about a month or two, right, before they announce who's in, who's not. You think? Pretty much, yeah. because it is. It's in October, so it's it's got to be a quick turnaround. It's in October, and it's in beautiful Stockton, California, at the Sac Joaquin Teachers Center, which is going to be fabulous. Stockton, California, voted recently. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to go. Should I do that? Vote to California as what? Voted as murder the- <laughs> capital of the world. People must hate it too. What is? <laughs> I'm going to do. It says people. What is Stockton known for? Should I click on it? I don't think we do should. it. Do it. What's it say? It is known as the first California to have. A name. Oh, Stockton is the first community of California to have a name not of Spanish or Native American origin. Oh, it's also home to the oldest university, UOP. These are these are all nice things because this all came from visitstockton.org. Is it? There you go. Yes, but there's also. I can't. I can't complain about UOP. That's where Mary went. Ah, and that's your lady friend. That is my (laughs) non-fictional wife. We always joke at Brian is actually he keeps talking about this person. And she and she's got an account on Twitter and everything. He like he has gone all in. I think it's gonna be hilarious when like again, we're both gonna be empty nesters in what T minus thirty days. Mm-hmm. Um if you, me, Andrea and Mary finally get together, we're like the miniature version of you guys. <laughs> Love it. Let's do it. Let's get together. Let's do it. Hey, can I jump forward to the very thing about what we're watching since we just made that joke about your wife? Sure. Okay. You got it. Underneath my picture, Brian, have you got to see this. Do you get HBO? Yes. Okay. Do you know who Nathan Felder is? No. Nathan Fielder. I'm sorry. Nathan Fielder is... Oh, is that the rehearsal? Oh, yes. Have you? Did you watch it? I haven't watched it yet. We're waiting. <clears throat> Kevin told us we have to oh. watch it because he loves it. Oh. Yeah, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. So we were just joking about how your wife's not real and you had this elaborate ruse of a uh, fake uh, social media account to pretend to be her. Uh, you, folks, I'm telling you, if you want to watch something that is just not even te- – I don't even know what to describe it. It is on my TV. I will not describe it as a television show, but it has episodes. It is – I just showed it. I watched it last night laughing downstairs and just it, – it, just it's blown painful. away and then had to have my family watch it today and there and my wife's like this is like a sociology experiment and it's hard to describe i only want to give a whole bunch away but basically the the guy behind the show nathan fielder puts together the uh has people who are coming to him with um um issues that they have and and such so like this one person has an issue that he's been lying to his friends about he doesn't have a master's degree and so he's going to be so he takes this entire episode to say hey let's try to prepare this person Try to rehearse as much as possible. This guy telling one of his friends that he actually has been lying to him to 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 her for twelve years. So let's do these rehearsals and the lengths that he goes to be able to prepare this person for this is just it's creepy. Like how much construction and actors and work is put on this thing, and it is just the most amazing elaborate ruse. You feel and you're kind of behind it, so you got to watch it. I, I can't recommend it enough. It's called the rehearsal. He he does a lot of you know a lot of work in the past, mm-hmm. a lot of videos on YouTube and everything. He has a channel like Kevin shared it with me. I mean, he can do things so deadpan. Like I would have lost it. Mm-hmm. And like, there's parts where I'm surprised he's not beat up. Oh yeah, it's yeah. And I haven't seen Nathan for you. It's been on my list. That's his other show that he's had, and it's on there too. But it's yeah, he has this deadpan sort of persona that is just really interesting. So. Anyway, yeah, check it out. Let me know after you after you watch it. Let me know. Okay. Yeah. Anybody else out there is watching it? Can't tell you. Watch the thing. Let us know. It's 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 just it's so engaging. The rehearsal. Yes. It's so, on what HBO Netflix? Home Box Office. HBO. That's right. all right. Hey, we've been chatting too much, but let's get into it. Brian, what do you got to share? Well, really quick. Oh, wait, there's one there's more. more. Thing we there's more. Sorry. There's one more coming to coming in September. Um, I've been helping out here. I've kind of set the table, and now I've just kind of handed it off and. North State Q, which is the affiliate up north from us, um, kind of, kind of doing the the Q Rockstar thing. Um, 
you know, the one day event, two rock stars was usually three, then two. This is going to be one. Um, but it, again, it's not with a lot of people, which I kind of like. Um, it's more of an intimate setting. So and it's, it's like some friends coming together. There's going to be a two hour show in the morning, uh, two hour episode, two hour session in the morning. And I volunteered you, Ryan. Yay. I love getting volunteered for things. We're going to do two hours of create with Chrome where it's going to be a lot of hands on. And then we'll have a lunch and then we'll do two, just your standard one hour sessions after. So, and I believe one of our sessions, they have it written down that we're going to record a podcast. Okay. So we'll do an episode there, but, um, reached out to some friends, uh, like uh, Joe Marquez is going to do the keynote. Um, uh, Crippo is going to be there. Lisa Highfield said she would come, which oh, is um, exciting. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a lot of, a lot of great stuff happening. So it's September 24th at Chico country day school. And I'm hoping afterwards, either go to Madison bear garden or to Sierra Nevada, somewhere else in that nice college town of Chico, Chico, California. So home of in, Aaron Yeah. If you're in the area, try to get a ticket, but uh, you're thinking it's probably gonna sell out though, right? I think it will. Again, this the North State goes from um, Yuba City, their affiliate, to the Oregon border. So that's like a three-hour drive on I-5 uh, or four hours to cover. So Big place. a lot of space. Not a lot of people there, though, as I'm looking at my map. Yeah, that's there's a not a lot. Chunk. It's about the size of what? Maryland? Bigger than Maryland. It's got to be bigger. It's like New Hampshire and Vermont together. Way less people. Way more, a lot of trees. There, not too much out here. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that is called what? It's called Tech Flight, huh? Tech Flight. Doing taking off at Tech Flight. That's right. Taking off. Going with the whole Top Gun kind of thing. Love it. We're gonna wear jumpsuits and play volleyball. I'm not wearing a jumpsuit. <laughs> Flight suit. All right. The show is check this out, Brian. What should we check out? Uh, let's see what you got. I see you got stuff there. Oh, we should almost do that one time. We should have the other person share. Like, uh, this is a website, uh, that Brian put down. Anyway. Yeah. So it looks like we got Brian and I are both going to share a couple mappy things. I'll go mappy, mappy Mappy first. And I may have shared this one out years ago. I have been sharing this for so, so long for social studies teachers. Anybody is interested in looking at maps. Um, I love the idea of what's called a cartogram. And a cartogram is not Cartman. Most people think that from um, <laughs> the study of Cartman. <laughs> an all-time Where's my cheesy yeah. bloops? Uh, a cartogram is when you take a map and you blow out the size of it or shrink the size of a particular place based on the data. So if you can look at the picture that I have there, Brian, the cartogram, the first one that you see is a normal one, and it's just a map a map of the world. And you can see the colors, like North America's navy, and you can see South America Wait. is... Are you, are you telling me that the world is flat? It is flat, yes. But the colors are going to be, help you out, and you can see them. It's not necessarily continents, but by like regions. So you can see like United States and, and Canada are like navy. Mexico is like a blue, and then South America is... Uh, like a teal and they all have these different sort of colors, but basically like regions of similarity and such. So now basically what they do is they input data in there and say, Hey, make something bigger if there's more of it. So it says, what is going to be, what's the population of two years ago? Where do most of the people live? And we always hear like, Oh, there's a billion people in China. There's a billion people in India. So now if you look at that second map there, Brian, you can see that China and India are blowing out huge because there's a lot of people who are living there. And if you take a look at uh, our friends North of the border in Canada, uh, he doesn't really show up Whoa. a whole bunch. It's a large place that not a lot of people there. And it's and there is um, it's very distorted and awkward looking, but it's a great way to be able to see this data in a visual set, and that's called a cartogram. Um, and I and there is hundreds of these maps that cover virtually any topic that you can think of, from education to to wealth. You want to see who what, what are the wealthiest countries, or where certain diseases are, are most aff- uh, afflicted by, and such. And I thought I put two that you would really appreciate, Brian. I put uh, where is the world's coffee come from? That's mm-hmm. coffee production. You can see like wow, there's there's only a few places that coffee comes from. 
Look at that. Look at that. Is coffee grown in Europe? Uh, no. Is it grown in Russia? No. And you can see, oh, it's grown in Brazil and Mexico and India. I didn't know a lot of coffee was grown in India there, but mostly in Southeast Asia and all that sort of stuff. But then the opposite, or not the opposite, but then like who drinks that coffee? Me. Yeah, and that's what makes the United States so large is because of you, Brian Briggs. You can see, yeah, we're big. Me and John Ike. Yeah. There should just be two two bubbles in the Thomas and in here. But I thought that was interesting. Like, look at the purple in terms of Europe. Uh, they even divide Europe between an Eastern Europe and a Western Europe. And you can see, like, the Western is a darker purple. And you can see how, like, yeah, that is, there's more coffee drunk in Western Europe than it is in Eastern Europe. And so... Yeah, kind of interesting. There's tons, tons of these maps to be able to do, and if you t- and if you teach your kids to kind of understand what that looks like, then you can have some great conversations. Uh, uh, so social studies should drive a little bit is the why. How come, you know, why is it? Yeah. Why is uh, certain people? Why, why is this grown here, or why are that uh, why, that particular place is more wealthy than others? So anyway, the website is called WorldMapper.org, and uh, to get to the maps, go to slash maps. There you go. I'm I'm looking. I'm going back to the color again. That's not India with the coffee. Oh, it wasn't? That orange. Is it Sri Lanka? That orange is like, it looks like it's the Philippines, Australia. Oh, interesting. That region there. I did not know that. Yeah. It's amazing Actually. stuff. Yeah. If you go to the link, it's just one of those ones you can go. It just goes like, a, yeah. Habitat, housing, health, identity. You want to find where all the world religions are. Where do where do where, where do most of the Muslims? How where, where they're spread out? And it has it by Shia and Sunni. Where are the Hindus and the different Christ, Christian branches and all that sort of stuff? How people migrate, That's populations. Really cool. Oh my God, it doesn't. It's just hundreds and hundreds. Yeah, I'm going. That, this, you know, it just brought up something I was going to share with you. Something doing this summer. Um, got into uh, ancestry. Ancestry.com. Oh, really? And doing that because uh, something, long story short, uh, I actually qualify to be dual citizenship. So I'm going to do it. Where? Italy. Check you I'm out. Maybe be, be dual citizen at a place I've never been. Wow. <laughs> Buongiorno. Did you not know that you're Italian? No, I do that. Okay. I didn't know that if if you're, you know, with this with the laws and the rules, my great grandparents came from there. Um, I didn't realize I can get dual citizenship. I think it's just a way to marry to get me to go overseas. Love it. Since I've never been out of this country. You got to. Come on, dude. You got it. Well, it looks like I'm going to. Love it. And check out World Mapper before you go. I'm going to check it out and find that world uh, you know, the cappuccino, you know, that's going to be on there and in the Italy, in the the boot state, yeah. the boot country. All right. Speaking of maps, speaking of the maps, I again this thing jumped out at me. It was produced a long time ago by Miss Geog ninety two Laura. Uh, she her most prized possession in her Google Drive is one hundred twenty five blank maps of world countries and continents. Um, she shared that folder. So there are PDFs of blank maps that you can use in your classroom. So again, there's United Kingdom. It's all broken down to whatever you want. There's plate tectonics. uh, There's coloring maps. There's just the region of India and all the different lands there. Uh, Well, the whales. So 125 of these all alphabetized in order. So Definitely need to check that out. Definitely need to say thanks for Laura for creating, sharing, and curating. Absolutely. And folks, I recommend that too. What she has done here is find those resources that you need and put them in folders that you can come back to them. You want them later on. You'll need to share them if you're in a PLC group uh, at times. And it's just, it, it's, it's a great way to be able to have all your stuff in one place. And it's tough because you often will do like the, Oh, I need this particular thing. And I put it on a document and then whatever. And then you, it's, it's, it's somewhere else, but put everything in one place. And if you can have that place, it just makes life so crazy. Uh, so well organized. Like if you can remember Briggs way back, I remember learning from our friend, Andy Losick talked about using his school, Google account, to use the Google Photos to just put in like his clip art and maps and things like that. So that way it's all categorized by a searchable Google Photos thing. And I thought, wow, so if you want like footballs, you just type in football and you can get to that. So yeah, just like what she has here is organize your stuff. Um, and this is this is quite this is quite a Trevor treasure trove of maps here for sure. Yeah, really cool. Yeah. And I see you share yeah. uh, to here really quick. Uh, 
before you share this, you should also um, share the file because I'm going to request access and everyone's going to hit request access. We all, we all love that. Hey, real fast them. on the other one, what she had there as well is I really, really recommend too, is that she has all these maps. R really think about how you name your stuff. So her maps mm. are all like, let's say she's got some stuff on South America or she'll have some some U.S. maps. Don't have like some of your maps have be called like America continent. Another one is United States America. Then it, they're not going to be in separate places. So like here I can see Israel, uh, Mideast print, Israel, Mid Mideast print, no, uh, no labels no and text. such. Yeah, no text. Oh, yeah. So have really be conscientious of them. Uh, and in Google, it's super easy now. You get, If you don't have them renamed ahead of time. I love just the shortcut N. Does that still work? N? Does it not work anymore? I thought it worked. If you just did... Uh, anyway, yeah, to, you can just right-click and rename. I thought it was just hitting the shortcut N would bring it up. But anyway, to be able to rename your files, to be able to have them, things that you understand, but also really helpful in terms of where they're put uh, as well, too. One of the things I've been doing a lot lately is in some of my, my bigger folders, I'll put an underscore before the most important things so I know that they're always at the top. Oh, yeah, to bump, to it, bump up. it up. So when I go to that folder, like the stuff that I'm doing right away, and I'm like, okay, I'll just put those as an underscore. So when I go to the folder, I'm right there. Are you a folder guy, or do you just search for stuff? I just search for stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was a big folder guy. I switched to searching, and I'm going back to folders. It, uh, yeah, it would, it would take me forever to do folders. So you don't even put stuff in folders? I do if I'm going to share okay. it. If I'm going to share the folder with others. Mm-hmm. I'll throw it in a folder to to look like I'm yeah. uh, organized. Yeah. But I rely on search. Yeah. Because the search is really good. Search is really good. And the other thing that I'm doing, by the way, is that I'm using my Google bookmarks bar for my docs. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I do. So I'll do like a particular a class and then a unit and then put, put in the... Then I'll put all them down, all the documents that I need in the order. Like I'll do a quick screenshot here. So on the show notes below that, those other ones there, I don't know if you're able to see that. You can see there's my video production two lessons yeah. and then all of my documents. And that's the order that I do them. So it doesn't have to be, uh, it'll, it, because in the Google, in the folder itself, it'll alphabetize them. But here I can put them whatever order that I want. I know that one's first, then number two, number three. And so that's probably the best way in which that I organize my docs. You do something similar? Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, hey, so you got me thinking about all those black line maps, those blank maps. Uh, and uh, I, I, I did something that I think I said I wasn't going to do much uh, in the summer school, man, is I, I, I used the printer. Uh, I used the copy machine, man. Used and the I, there's this big push about ditch the copier and ditch the don't make stuff. And I got to be honest, I have been all about I talked about last time on the show, the uh, the the coddling of the American uh, of the American child, and I just almost finished. I'm at ninety percent on the book, and all this idea of less and less tech, less and less phones. And Brian, I don't know, man. I, I feel like I'm becoming the anti tech tech guy. <laughs> yeah, it is. And if there's been a few wins, some of the wins of my summer school was was that they. I don't think they even realized it, but I took their phones, we put them in the little sleeves. Um, and uh, and I gave them stuff to do. Some people are like, well, it's just busy work. And we're like, well, well, uh, some of it was busy, but at least I find themselves in it's a low level engagement as opposed to what many of these kids had done in the first place and such. So like I would do like these lessons here. They would have to read and read the textbook. But like you can see for World War One, I, I did a word search, people. And I know I used to be anti-word search, but hey, I did a word search and gave the first five people I give candy to and... They're running like crazy looking for Austria-Hungary and France Ferdinand and propaganda. And then we tied that into the lesson. And then I had coloring. Oh, my God. They, some of the kids really jumped into the coloring piece. Yeah. I, I, I remember as a kid loving the history coloring. I had, a, I had a Civil War coloring book that I got when we were in Gettysburg, I think when I was 14. I had that thing forever, um, and I went through. I spent so much time during summer school trying to find some historical uh, uh, coloring pages, and had to go some crazy places to be able to find some. But um, like on the World War II, Brian, if you look at that one, I found this person who wrote their own comic book in a black line, and it's the it's the last of the coloring pages, and it's about uh, Crystal Knock, the night that the uh, the, the night of broken glass, and the, and the and the drawing that this guy did was fantastic. And then I added a little bit of the story in the bottom, and. And um, it was neat. The kids were kind of, you know, 
they were doing stuff. And meanwhile, it, it connected to what we're reading. So I don't know, man. <laughs> that, that is pretty it cool. Is. Nothing says coloring like Nazis. <laughs> I did make it interesting, like, like color some Nazi stuff in. but uh, And some of the stuff, like I did the old We Can Do It, Rosie the River, they ran a coloring contest That's and cool. all that stuff. So I don't know. Oh, man. The tech is... Because I see nothing like the paper or whatever. People are bad, bad mouth and paper, but I've seen a lot of tech tech lessons that are real DOK level, really bad, really bad DOK level one stuff. So, huh. mm-hmm. oh. yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking a lot about all that sort of stuff. So anyway, well, how often are you going to use it when you're t- teaching your media production? Yeah, zero. Oh, using what paper? Yeah, paper. zero. Yeah, that's zero. Actually, no, I do, but but that's like we do storyboarding where they have to draw. But yeah, but for the most part. So anyway, I'm interesting if I was back doing social studies or another stuff, things to think about. All right, what else you got, Brian? Well, you are got next. Yours is yours seems more fancy, so I'll go with mine. Okay, tab. Uh, tab resize. So at in my office, um, you'll like this, Ryan. And my office computer is um, Windows 11. Mm-hmm. So not using the Mac. I'm proud of you. Um, I'm so proud of you. Windows 11. So there's a lot of shortcuts I've been stumbling over this summer. But I have a 49-inch monitor. Uh, it's massive. Is it, it, it's is it curved? Board. It's curved. And is that so because like, it's like the size of the earth? Like it has to curve? because okay. it, it, it has to curve. I wanted to get three just so it would be my own VR Jeez. workstation. Um, no, but for me is to get my, my documents evenly like a window, you know, to have three full size Chrome windows open side by side. I, I spent so much time trying to get them perfect. So it's just little, my, I perfectionist side of me. So th- there is this extension called tab resizer. That will do it for you. Hmm. You know, break it up and you can do the custom uh, however you want it. You can do one by two, uh, one by three. You can do like the Brady Bunch squares all on the screen mm-hmm. there. So it's it's really it's really cool and convenient. As soon as I go in the morning, I hit this and go three by three and it puts up my three uh, windows across the humongous monitor. All right. I'm going to try so, this. I'm ditching. I have a large monitor and I had a large monitor and a normal monitor. And in my new room switch, I'm just going to try just a large monitor. So uh, I, my problem, my large monitor was too big. And so maybe yeah. I'm thinking, well, maybe if I just use the large monitor for multiple tabs and multiple screens. So I'm going to give this, give it, give it a go, as Jen would say. Give it a go. But like, I, I wish I had a second monitor. Like you said, yeah, you have a monitor and a big monitor. I would have a smaller one that has just like my email on it. Mm-hmm. and my calendar and my music player. Now, can't you do that and with just I, a tab, though? I can. But, like, the phone calls, it's easy to hit mute, then go, oh, where's, where'd I put yeah. Spotify? Yeah. Five Finger Death Note can't, can't <laughs> play that while I'm entering a phone because call. Because that's exactly why I had the other monitor. My big monitor was all the stuff that I did. My little monitor, yep, there's email over there. You just stay yeah. over there. And if I need something, there it is, so... Huh. All right. I'm going to give tab resize. And it gave me recommended ton. And it seems that there's tons of these keeping tabs, resize tabs, split screen, tab tiles. There's a thousand of them, it looks like. Yeah. And there's more in this. You got to check it out. I will check it out. All right. Hey, the other thing I did during summer school was is uh, I told the kids that we'll do a few things. And some of the things we pl- we will play a couple games. And I love doing review games. That's what I I did in my student teaching playing Jeopardy, and I've been doing them ever since. And I do workshops about it, and so I decided to make a new game. Yeah, and the new game I did is basically I'm trying to steal shoots uh, and ladders. So I made myself hey. a shoots and ladders game, and it's uh, available for. I need some people to to kick the tires on the thing, uh, kick it, kick it, and play around with it. I put the link in the show notes. Um, uh, and it is, uh, you absolutely have to have PowerPoint. This is not a uh, Google Slides because PowerPoint is very robust in some of the things that it can do. Hey, Brian, would you try downloading it and check out? I got some mini games. The kids, 
I played it in summer school, and I took down some notes, and they, guess what? They loved mini games. They did not like the normal French Revolution questions and stuff like that. But, hey, uh, it was fun. Basically, yeah, you, you, you uh, I had the, you could do it a thousand different ways, but basically I broke the team up, uh, the, the class into three teams. It gave each team a color, red, blue, or yellow. And then uh, there's like a little token that moves along the board. It's all done in PowerPoint. And... Um, um, the way I did it is that uh, all the kids had a whiteboard, so all of them could theoretically, if they answer the question right, they all could roll the die and move forward a little bit. Uh, I have everything built into it, so it actually isn't any, it, nothing's needed. Like if you don't have a dice, I have a built in spinner in PowerPoint. I have these mini games that are all, you, you need PowerPoint to be able to do them. And it's the same like shoots and ladders. If you land on one spot, then you go up and you land on another tube, then you go down. I did it about cheese, searching for mice and all that sort of stuff, but. Um, um, it was fun. We had a good time. I played it with a, uh, there was two different periods. And so I got some feedback from kids and I like to get some feedback from adults about what works and what doesn't. It's very cool. I like the, it. The uh, mini games, if you've checked them out, Brian, is I got two of them. One of them, it's really kind of interesting. One is that you got to go across like these different hexagons. And I have like little mouse traps hidden underneath them. And so the kids will say which one they want to try to be able to land on. And, and the one they really had a lot of fun on is I created the, uh, what's the game called? Where you have to memorize where the two pictures are. Con- memory? Memory? Concentration? Yeah. Concentration? So I created a bunch of those. There's like, you know, 12 little pictures and I themed each one. One was famous uh, cheese or famous mice. Another one was about cheeses and things like that. So, and you can add your own to them too if you want. But the kids had a lot of fun during the mini games and such. So, yeah, check it out. It's Cheese Hunt, man. Cheese Hunt. So, people, check it out. Give some feedback. We want to know. Give me some cheese. Oh, here's what kind of a fun deal is that I found I wanted to get like a cool little mouse character for him. And I found this one guy and I reached out to one of my students who graduated two years ago that I still talk to. Uh, and he's going to one of the local junior colleges and he's a big design guy. And I'm like, hey, Michael, can you help me? I'm trying to create a character like this that I could put in some different sort of poses and whatnot. And then I send him a couple like cartoon cheesy guys that I've uh, cartoon mouse guys on the internet and he goes oh hey i found the one it's an open source character and i found the original guy on blender have you played with blender much oh yeah blender's insane so you want to explain what blender is blender is this uh, this animation type uh program if you think anything by adobe like photoshop on steroids for animation it is so robust Mm -hmm. i mean i did a fraction of it and it, it just, there's too much for me. Yeah. So what I he was able to do for me, which was really neat, it was this, he, I gave him this, uh, he found this character that you could download the Blender file. And then I'm like, hey, I need three mice. I need a blue, a red, and a yellow uh, one. And he goes, okay. And I go, I need them to look different. And he goes, well, how? I go like faces and maybe some like hats. And he's like, all right. So he's finding different colored, ha- he's finding hats and putting them on there and changing the colors and making one scared and one like confident. And I'm like, how cool is this? He's like, what else do you want with this mouse to do? And I'm like, Holy moly! So I got the mouse like getting ready to sprint on one of the one of the races and all that stuff. So yeah, and I, the blender I've had a couple kids use it on their own, but I've never really dabbled with it. But yeah, it seems like a great little animation tool. Yeah, a lot of people use uh, Blender. They create stuff for video mm-hmm. games uh, that allow you to import items in. Um, that's what they were using Blender for that because again, it is robust. It's open source and it's free. Oh, it's free! I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, super For cool. For the most part. Yay. Awesome. Hey, and if you do end up playing with cheese, just give me some feedback. Say what you liked or what didn't. I'm, t- I'm a big boy. I can handle the things I don't like. So, all right. Well, that's the show, Brian. How do we end it? How do we end it? We end it with what we're watching. You already said the rehearsal, right? I did. Or what's on our playlist? What's on our what, playlist? What I got another on? one to add, too. So you go first. I'm going to add, um, this is actually a book. I purchased it. I haven't had chance or time to read it. And you know how I am on you reading. not a book guy for our listeners who actually may make it to the end of our shows. Yeah, yeah. So if you make it, I don't I don't read. But I did grab this one um, just because it's, it's from Dr. Joe Sanfilippo. Um, and again, it talks about, you know, being a leader uh, and like in the non-conventional ways. And again, how to build leadership within your community, within your school, not just being like in front. I am the school leader. I'm the principal superintendent. You all shall follow me. No, just within the community. And again, I think it it speaks volumes to me 
because I've been trying to build uh, my department up. Uh, it's been almost two years now and it, we're in a comfortable place here, but um, I went through this and like in, in Joe, Joe's fashion, he, he does a lot of stuff like don't do this because I did this and this is what happened. So he does like a lot of real world uh, experience that he shares. So, um, and he's real brutal, brutally honest. So um, I'm looking forward to, to have some downtime and uh, giving it a read. Love it. Hey, I'm excited that you're reading, man. Cause you normally are not uh, yeah, reading and you don't get along real well. No, no, it doesn't. Yeah. Are, so you, are I, you gonna I'm, read or are you gonna try to audiobook it? Uh, I don't know if it's audio, but I'm gonna try to okay. try to read it. Well, awesome. Small yeah. chunks. And you've been a big fan of uh, Mr. San Filippo for a long time too. I big, big fan, fan, big fan. Love it. Lead big from fan. where you are, building attention, connection, and direction in our schools. Yeah, let me know uh, what it's like. If it's good, I'll give it I'll give it a read. I'll let you know. Love it. All right, I got another one. Uh, it's interesting. I'm usually more the book guy, and you're more the what you're watching guy. But now it's flipped. So one is the rehearsal. The second one is I still feel like I'm doing uh, doing a lot of social studies stuff because I was doing the summer school thing. Anyway, uh, World War One. Holy cow! Trying to find some cool stuff to show the kids, and it's been a while since I look. You know, you know, since I taught. Like I haven't taught social studies in seven years, and like things changed. <laughs> like, wow. like, like there's stuff on YouTube. Like, you don't need to do any changing, any teaching. Just you know what? Play. You know what's happened in that seven years? That's history. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> there was a pandemic. <laughs> there was a lot that happened. I got out right before the Trump election. It was just like, man, it a lot wow. was just. Yeah, that was the that was the year I got out. So, anyway, I'm trying to find stuff on World War One. Like, should I show some movie clips here or some YouTube? Whatever people talking, and I found this thing. And Brian, I don't know much if you're a history guy, but you got to watch this. Again, I think this is on HBO. Yeah. Okay. And I'll give you the time link where you should actually uh, actually watch it. It's a documentary on World War One, and you're like, <laughs> no. Okay. But this is what it, it was done by somebody named Peter Jackson from Lord of the Rings. So Peter Jackson did this thing, and he's like, hey, we... The problem with World War One, World War Two, a little bit, World War One, it's all black and white, and it's silent... And if you've all seen, remember what silent movies look like, people don't walk and move normal because of the frame rates. Everything is all jagged and they seem fast and slow at the same time. And hey, hey, hey everybody's waving like weirdly fast. And if it slows down, then it feels slow-mo. Peter Jackson says, I got so many techie people. Let's make the this footage um, look real. So one, we're going to get it down to a normal speed. So they had this algorithm, whatever, that can change this old-timey footage. Then we're going to get rid of the black and white, get rid of the graininess on the whole thing, and it looks beautiful. I put in an animated GIF of this part in the documentary where it shifts. It's the same footage. Nothing changes except the magicians with Peter Jackson did this change. Then it's still silent. This one is so subtle that people don't notice is the entire thing is just narration. It's just they have footage of all of uh, they have interviews from tons of uh, of the soldiers who fought in World War One. So they're just playing their stories over it and putting this uh, footage that had no audio. Well, while they're talking, they added audio, which means that they actually got voice actors they got fully sound effects artists. So like in the clip that you're seeing, you see horses and like wagon wheels and they actually are doing the oh, nee, in the background. And you're like, oh, my gosh, it sounds like totally real. And it like it feels so alive. And so the name of this is called They Shall Not Grow Old. And there's a lot of meanings behind that. And the one meaning is that, hey, like even our memories of World War One does not need to be this. It was a different time. It was it, it was un. It wasn't like it is now, and they're trying to say no. Like these, you know, it doesn't have to feel so old. It can still feel present, and so you get to feel with the mud and the colors and the such. And I'll be honest, though, by the way, it, most of this footage, I'm not the biggest historian in the world. I sure love um, world history. Uh, I, I, there's so much I've never seen before, and that's what they even say here. Using original footage, meant most of it, which has been previously unseen for for so long, and. Um, yeah, I can't not rave about this enough. It was just so engaging. Stuff you haven't seen, but it is graphic. It is, you are seeing, you're seeing a lot of dead bodies. You're seeing just a lot of horrible things, uh, and it feels really real. So anyway, check it out. It's on HBO. It's called They Shall Not Grow Old. Really cool. I was just having, I was just playing the trailer in the background mm -hmm. with the mute. And yeah, it, it's crazy. 
uh, how well that is done. Yeah, the shift, the change between. Oh my god, I'm watching it again. Just the colors of the tanks, and you're like, oh my god, I've never seen this stuff before. So, yeah. And even the like, my my dad is a war nut, and just growing up watching these things, and like you mentioned it earlier, is like the frame rate. You know, you know everyone walks so fast mm-hmm. then. Uh, no, it was like sped up and real choppy. And then when they see it, like how you that slowed it down, it just it felt more real. These guys feel real like this now. They don't seem like people from another time or another place. Like it feels like these are just real soldiers who are, my gosh, the colors are just anyway. Yeah, it's just wild. That's really yeah. cool. I'll have to check, check that out. out. Love it, man. Fun show. I'm glad, glad we got to record. That's right. I'm glad you came on. And then we do have something for you listeners in the future let's we're looking into the crystal ball don't tell us what date because we're not good on that uh we're more of a surprise podcast we'll it's a surprise we'll, we'll for us record too. When we, yeah that's right we we planned this this afternoon hey you want to record tonight sure let's do it um eric and nick from the got tech ed podcast fun show is going to join us for an interview yeah fun so show. check them out check out god tech got tech ed podcast i listen to their show and grab tons of nuggets so um they're kind of like kind of like uh the east coast us east coast they have a good answer i like it they're from new jersey so that's a a place to visit but you don't ever move you never travel so yeah that's right but yeah so i'm excited uh to make this uh what is it? Bi-coastal connection, you know, East coast. Love it. We coast. haven't had people on the show uh, in a while. So I'm excited about having uh, Eric and Nick on. Yeah, it'll be fun. You're, you're just saying that you're tired of talking. No. What are you talking about? We've been doing this <laughs> crap for like six, seven years now. Jeez. That's crazy. And we should, we should revisit that, that first episode and just be like science theater, you know, yes. the, and just mock it the whole. Those are like gone <laughs> in the ages. Like you can't even get those anymore. Right. Don't we have like the first 20 or 50 un- unavailable or something? I think I could find them. <laughs> I'll find them. What was the original service we used? Blueberry? No. No. It was, oh, it was the one with the, the different four quadrants. Yeah. And oh, that was Blab. We Zencaster was another one. Zencaster was next. But no, that's not the first one that did our hosting. We did a bunch. It's iPad Sammy did it. It was uh, Techlandia was on it, so that's we've gone for like it. five, right? Zencaster, one. Blab, my gosh, Blueberry, yeah, we've done so many good stuff. Google Hangouts, yeah, that's right. All right, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Thank you, thank you for listening, and what a stay cool out there. It's a warm one. Until next time, we need to check this out. Check it out. never know when you're done hitting recording. You're probably still having it. Hey, there's a dog. It's a podcast. It's official. (laughs) There it is. It's a podcast now.